Warning, the following podcast may contain potential plot spoilers, but then again, it may not at all. Hello and welcome to Potential Spoilers. I'm Kieran and I'm joined by Maddie D. And don't bite the hand that feeds you a turkey baster. And if you didn't want to learn <laughs> that life lesson, then you shouldn't be listening to this show because that is a spoiler. It certainly is, and I really wish I didn't know that spoiler. And I think we gave it away at the end of last week's episode as well. But yeah, there might be people out we, there who aren't aware. We give life lessons here. We give life lessons. We certainly do, because what we do on this show is we look at all the promotional material for an upcoming Hollywood blockbuster, and then we attempt to predict the plot of that movie as much as possible. Then when the movie comes out, we watch said movie and see how close or how far away we got from the overall plot. That's right. And if you want to put one of our previous predictions to the test, you currently can, because in cinemas right now, if you can get to them, is The Suicide Squad, which we just talked about like two weeks ago. Hey! Three weeks ago now, I think. That's so fresh. Yeah, I know. And speaking of fresh, so far it only has fresh scores on Rotten Tomatoes. Let's see how long that lasts. All right, let's put our predicting powers to the test right now. What percentage do you think the score will be by the time this episode comes out? On tomatoes? Yeah, Rotten Tomatoes. Uh, 60%. 60? Come on, Matty. Do you give it a little bit more credit no, than that? All right, fine. Um, maybe maybe 85. 85? I'm going to say 92. Really? 92? Yeah, I'm going to be that generous. I'm going to say 92 because it's currently sitting at 98. I know they haven't screened it for that many critics. I think they've screened it for maybe, let's just say, 200 critics. And the scores were at 100. They've dropped down to 98. That's where they sit currently, but I'm predicting by the time this episode comes out next week, it'll be down to 92, and you're predicting, what did you say? 85. 85. All right. I think that's pretty reasonable, unless the movie is secretly like a massive turkey. <laughs> it's absolutely terrible, and then all the like the real reviews come in, and it drops down, as you say, to 60. But I suppose we'll see. There's a lot of haters out there. You know what I yes, mean? There I think are. there's a lot of people that- There's a lot of Marvel fans out there, put, let's just say that. Put their you know critical hats on. And I think we'll give this movie bad reviews. But I could be wrong. I'm hearing good things already. Yeah. Well, fingers crossed. I'm only hoping that it's a good movie. Me too. I don't go into any movie on this show hoping that it's bad, with the exception <laughs> of like maybe something like Doolittle Spies in Disguise. But that, that's besides the point. Anyway, this week we're talking about a movie that I'm certainly not expecting to be bad. Well, at least I'm expecting it to be passable. Don't Breathe 2. Now, if you're not familiar with Don't Breathe or the Don't Breathe franchise, the, the duology of films... Franchise? There's only one movie out. Yeah, well, it's going to be a franchise in the future. Everyone's going to get their own spin-off. If the bad guy can have a spin-off, then who what? knows? Fra- the dog's going to have his own yeah, movie? Yeah, Shadow's going to have his own movie. Now, the original Don't Breathe came out in 2016, and it was directed by Fede Alvarez, who directed the Evil Dead remake, and it was also produced by Sam Raimi. Who would have thought? Spider-Man! Evil Dead. Now, can you quickly break down the plot of that first movie? Because I know you saw it quite recently. I saw it last night. To anybody who may not be familiar with it. Sure. So, it's about three burglars. And they're not great people, but they're kind of, we kind of are sort of they're sympathetic. sympathetic. We're sympathetic yeah. to their cause. They kind of live in a poor area. They're trying to get out. They try to rob this blind guy's house. A blind veteran. Yeah. Suspect it's an easy win. The The blind veteran won a court case and is sitting on a lot of money. They figure they break in, steal the money, get out. It'll be easy. Turns out blind veteran super skilled soldier that just takes people out and kills them has heightened senses of smell and hearing so when they get into the house they get locked in with him and try to survive and it becomes almost a horror thriller movie well i would say that it does become a horror thriller movie it does but it kind of felt hard to figure out who you sympathize with where you sympathize with the the guys robbing the place or the yeah do you sympathize with the jerk burglars who at the start of the movie they're like peeing all over some innocent person's house and doing all sorts of crap well that's only one burglar and he dies pretty early yeah that's true you start to sympathise with the poor blind veteran, but then you find out that he's keeping a woman in his basement yeah. who he's impregnated. And then you're just like, oh my God, this guy's fucked. Yeah, exactly. 
you want the girl to get out of there. Spoiler so, alert. Yeah, it's a it's a burglary story, a home invasion story that goes from bad to worse very, very fast. Yep. And Maddie D, what is your history with that original movie? <laughs> I watched it last night. I had no idea about this movie. I had no idea what it was about, other than I guess from the title and from what you said, Kieran. It was a state. It was a movie where you had to be quiet, yeah. to not be detected. I didn't. We know compared it to a quiet place, but I thought it was very, very different to a quiet. Yeah, place. it certainly was. It certainly so was. So I watched this movie not with a lot of expectations. You know how I feel about horror movies. Yes, I didn't. Maddie find- D's a big softy. Typically, in the past, he's been very apprehensive to explore any of the horror movies that we've covered on this show in my household i was the brave one there we go i was like that's not scary i think i'm getting better yeah improving you're becoming desensitized the more that you break down the plots on this show yeah i I think so you know evolving maddie d is evolving so i don't really have a history with this movie but i gotta say i watched it and i was pleasantly surprised i really enjoyed it i thought the movie had a really good pace the cinematography was amazing they made a lot of really cool choices I was kind of I was really blown away with how impressive this sort of simple idea was executed and just when you thought it was going one way you would twist and you'd be like oh my god wow um, yeah I, I was amazed it wasn't it. particularly violent or shocking I suppose no. the, uh, the the like the rape dungeon that they have down in the basement is slightly shocking but it wasn't too bad it wasn't that graphic yeah I, I it, it kept it held my attention through the whole thing and I thought it was amazing yeah I've got a very similar history to you. I'd never really heard of the movie before. Well, I'd heard of it, but I'd never seen it before. If you paid attention to the end of last week's episode, obviously I didn't know anything about the movie, (laughs) aside from one major detail that happens at the end of the movie. But yeah, quite like you, I went in with very low expectations and was, quite like you, pleasantly surprised. I enjoyed the movie quite a bit. I thought the premise got a little bit long in the tooth about halfway through. I'm like, how long can they just do this same shit? They're running away from a blind man. He jumps out and startles them. Rinse, dry, repeat. But maybe they can pull out some new tricks for this new movie. Maybe. Now, we better get a wriggle on with uh, predicting this one as well, because the movie is actually coming out in less than a week from now. And so far, we only have one trailer, right? For this yeah, movie. That's, that's right. That's all I could find. Which is surprising. Well, all right, let's be real here. That trailer gives so much of the movie away. I would say maybe 80% of the movie is given away by the trailer. Also, would you we agree? Think we only have one trailer, and you know how trailers can mislead. So that's true. We could think we have the movie. But it could be completely It different. could be completely cut and dry, or it could be trying to trick us on purpose. Because I'm reading stuff that contradicts what I'm seeing in the trailer. Oh, really? I think so, yeah. Oh, I'd be really and keen also, to explore that. Also, they've said about this movie that it is very unique and very like you very complicated and you're not gonna see where the plot's going. So I'm like, hmm. Mm. Do you agree with that though? Well it could be set it could be just selling the movie. They could be just selling the movie. That's just, true. You know, that's what I'm gonna predict. Or it could be accurate and we could be completely wrong. Because you were calling it Rambo 5 Part 2 <laughs> earlier today. Yes. That's what I'm seeing. Yeah. Do you agree with that? It's very similar. Yeah, it, actually, it's incredibly similar now that I think about yes. it. So why don't I just do the plot of Rambo 5 again <laughs> and then I'll probably nail it. No, I think if I just follow what happens in the trailer, I'll get close to nailing the movie. If I add in a few little, like, Kieran Spices, a little mm. secret Kieran Herbs and Spices to the mix. You like know, the spices I he added in the in the original movie? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Full of flavour. I'm still traumatised by that. Yes. That little drip. Oh. Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what do we actually know about the movie so far from that one trailer? So I guess we can see that it's taking a different turn this movie so oh absolutely the original movie was about these guys trying to evade our blind guy who now has a name his name is norman normstone nordstone nordstrom nordstrom yeah so they were trying that was his name in the first movie too i thought he didn't have a name well they just call him the blind man in the first movie but they do say that his name is norman nordstrom at the start of the movie oh okay i didn't pick that up and he's also in the news as well at the end of the movie right 
So instead of being, I guess, the antagonist question mark of this movie, he has adopted or, you know, taken care of this orphan girl and kidnappers come steal the girl. We don't know why. Nope. I guess we that's can for us our, to predict our theories about that. And good old Norman is coming to save her. So he's the good guy and almost John Ramboing his way. Yes. So to- if she's been captured by the cartel and taken to Mexico, then. <laughs> Then we know it's just going to be Rambo 5 yes, again. Yes, yes. And he's blind and his senses are very hyper aware and he's sort of taking them out with his skills, I guess, is what we're seeing. Did I miss anything? Is there anything else in this trailer worth pointing out? Um, do you want to hear the actual synopsis that Sony has released for this movie? Yes. That may give us a few insights that you might have missed in your well, research. this is where I'm seeing the contradictions, but yeah, go ahead. Okay. So, it is as follows. In Don't Breathe, Norman Nordstrom was underestimated by everyone because of his blindness. He revealed an unflinching will to survive and... This is really badly written. I know. I read this and I was like, Kieran is going to struggle so yes. much. It's so badly written. There's so many, like, just commas everywhere. Yes. <laughs> he revealed an unflinching will to survive and get what he wants, but also a monstrous evil side of his personality, as nothing, no one or conscience will stand in his way. Now, in Don't Breathe 2, eight years later, Nordstrom lives with an 11-year-old phoenix. Wow, he's got a Yeah, he's got a bird. bird. There like go. Dumbledore. Yeah, exactly. He has recreated his family that was stolen from him by a drunk driver and has found the twisted justice he's always felt was his due. When intruders once again come to his home, this time focused on Phoenix, Norman will reveal for a second time what's hidden inside him. And again, it will be in new and unexpected ways. Spoilers, it's love. Oh, it's really? defeat them with love. I hope so. It's going to be like, get out of my way, anybody. He's going to kill them with kindness. Get out of my way, conscience, because he's pulling that aside. He's get gonna, out of my way, 11-year-old gonna girl. Pull oh, a, I need you. He's going to pull a Walter Beckett. <laughs> and he's just like, I don't want to kill them with violence. I want to kill them with kindness and hugs. Yeah, he's like, why are people invading my house all the time? So I don't see how that contradicts anything that we've seen so far. What's your objections with that plot synopsis? I'll probably get into it in my plot, but... That synopsis seems to indicate that he already is sort of a father figure to Phoenix. That he already, okay. she already lives with him. Right. And from what I see from the trailer, that doesn't look like it's the case. Okay. But I could so, be wrong. I would say you're definitely wrong. I would definitely say you're wrong straight away. Well, I'm going to hold my cards a little close to my chest with All this right. one because I think that that's not the case. But okay. I'll explain myself yep, when it gets to He's content to be me. wrong, folks. All right. So, let's talk about who's in the movie and there isn't sure. too many people to talk about. I'm so happy. This is the complete opposite of most movies that we've done recently on this show. So, John Cena is not showing up here. No. Um, Dwayne Rock Johnson isn't no. appearing. Jaimon Honsu is certainly not appearing, which I'm very sad Where to say. Where is that guy? Where did he go? <laughs> yeah, he just vanished from Hollywood. <laughs> he was everywhere. COVID then, did a real number you know on what? his career. If anyone deserves a vacation, it's that man. Yes, absolutely, because he was the hardest working man in Hollywood. Anyway, so playing the character of Norman Nordstrom, aka the blind man himself, is Stephen Lang, who the only thing I really know him from was, do you remember the movie Manhunter, directed by Michael Mann? It was an adaptation was that- of Red Dragon. Yes, yes, with... um. With Cox as the Hannibal Lecter character. That's right. So, do you remember the character of Freddie Lowndes, who was the journalist who was trying to, like, expose oh, the location of yeah. the Red Dragon? Look, I don't remember much of that movie. He ends up getting, like, super glued to a wheelchair, and it was, oh, it was Philip Seymour Hoffman, Phil- yeah, Hoffman in Red in Dragon. The Red yeah. Dragon movie. So, he played that character right. in that movie. Okay. Freddie Lowndes. Gotcha. So, that was the only thing that I know this actor from. That's it. That's it. And, all right, so thoughts on his performance in the last For movie? For a second there, I thought he was the same guy as um, in Avatar, the military guy in Avatar, but I don't think they're the same no. person at all. So, thoughts of him in this movie? Well, I, in the previous movie, we haven't previous seen movie, this movie I yet. thought he was really good. I heard he did, and I, I think he's doing it for this one as well. He uh, spent a lot of time with the visually impaired 
to yeah. kind of. I thought he was actually actor. blind at first. I thought they'd actually got a blind actor in to, to portray a blind no, person. He was very good. He added a lot to the performance, whereas anybody else would have just played, you know. I like him how blind. he would sniff the air. Yeah. Sniff there was, the shoes. There was kind of like an animalisticness to him that made him more scary. I, I loved him in it. Yeah, he was the best part of the movie, I'll say that. Next up, playing the character of Raylan, who we don't really know his involvement with uh, the blind man, is Brendan Sexton III, who, again, the only movie I've ever seen with him in it is he was the bully or the lead antagonist slash love interest of the main character in Welcome to the Dollhouse. If people haven't seen that movie, it's very messed up, not for the faint of heart. And the last person I really wanted to talk about playing Phoenix, who is presumably Norman's adopted or surrogate daughter, is Madeline Grace, who I'm not familiar with at all. I'm sure she's new to acting. And everyone else, there's a whole bunch of other characters. We've got Jim Bob, we've got Jared, we've got Duke, and we've got Stephanie Arcilla playing a character who is unnamed. Let's call a lot of these characters body count. Yes. Because that's what I think they're going to be. The reason that I'm not actually focusing on them is because they're just there for the body count, and the only characters that really matter are... Nordstrom, the blind man, and Phoenix. They're the only characters yes. that matter. Everyone else is just there to be killed in gruesome and interesting ways. Mm-hmm. So yeah, let's just let's just call it as it is. What a great cast list. Like that was so short. Yeah. And there's <laughs> so nobody easy. there's nobody like famous in it at all. <laughs> like Jeezy played Freddie Lowndes in a forgotten adaptation of Red Dragon. Great. So let's get straight into our plots. I believe I'm going first this week. Take the floor, sir. And I'm excited to do what I believe is going to be a cut and dry, easy peasy, lemon squeezy plot prediction. I, If I don't get 80%... Oh my God, Kieran. Let's, let's, let's crank it up a little bit. If I don't get 85% of my plot well, you know what? accurate you, to you, the movie... You think it's going to be, what, 80... Go 98. No, I'm not going <laughs> 90. I'm not that confident. There's so many big gaps that I'm missing <laughs> right, in right, my right. plot. And you will definitely hear when I start to lose confidence. Okay. If I am not 85% accurate to the actual movie, I'm just going to hang up the towel. I'm just going to completely give up this plot predicting game. Wow. That's how confident I am. I'm as confident as Matty D was going into Spies in Disguise. <laughs> well, you know how that actually, worked out for me. Actually, I'm less confident than Matty D was going into Spies in Disguise because he said if he was going to get 100% right. <laughs> And he got like 20. Confidence is key, Kieran, but sometimes you fall on yourself. Let's go in with that full confidence. So I think the movie is going to open up just like the trailer with the 11-year-old Phoenix being pursued out of the creepy house by the blind Norman and his Rottweiler shadow. Phoenix jumps over a fence and finds a gun in an abandoned car, but she is grabbed at the last second by Norman. So I think this scene will be initially played for scares. If we haven't seen any of the trailers which give away the whole movie, we think that this little girl is in peril. But we learn through some dialogue that this whole exercise is to help train both Norman and Phoenix. So Phoenix is unknowingly reenacting Rocky's escape from the first movie to help Norman not to make the same mistake again. And it also teaches Phoenix at the same time to escape any potential pursuers or kidnappers of any kind that she might happen to come across in this movie. Are you with me so far? Oh, yes, very much so. Did you notice that she's reenacting that whole final chase scene from the previous movie? You did yeah. notice that as well? There you yeah. go. I thought that was quite we interesting. We might have the same opener, Kieran. Yeah. Well, if it doesn't open in that way, I'd be if very it opens surprised. with a flashback, then, well, boy. Well, it could do. I was could. actually thinking that. It could be a flashback. Who knows? Okay. Maybe from you his daughter. That. Maybe you could say that in your plot. No. That's a good idea. <laughs> That's a good idea. We might see a flashback. Actually, I'm going to do it right now. <laughs> I'm going to potentially ruin my perfectly good plot and my perfect 85% accuracy plot. Because that's what plot. I thought. I agree with you. That's how I'm well, opening my plot. Well, if you think it's going to open that way, I'm going to disagree with you then. I, I think we're going to have a flashback to younger Norman before he went blind with his original daughter. And then we jump to modern day where we see the yeah. little girl running out of the house, being pursued by Shadow, being pursued by Norman. 
reenacting that escape from the first movie. Because it sets him up as a good guy. Yeah, as a good father. Mm. A good father figure who loves his daughter. And then has the, that then that's maybe the we'll even see maybe we'll even see that tragic accident that took his daughter away maybe. from him. I don't think we really explored that in our sort of summary of the movie. Yeah, he's, his daughter was killed in a car accident. Yeah. Well, we're going to leave some surprises for anybody who hasn't seen that original movie. So soon after this opening scene, we meet Norman's gardener Hernandez, who is played by Stephanie Arcilla, who looks after Norman's yard work because he's blind. He doesn't know how overgrown the weeds are. He doesn't know if the flowers need pruning. And she is generally friendly to Norman and Phoenix. She's a lovely present. She comes around. Maybe she brings some like little coffees, little gifts. Is this the person we see in the trailer? Yes. This is the only other woman we see in the trailer. So I don't know how you could be confused. <laughs> it could be anybody else. Just wanted to clarify. You're just clarifying. All right. We, we want to really nail that 85% accuracy here. <laughs> so we learn through dialogue that Phoenix was orphaned in a house fire at the age of two and Norman took her under his wing as a replacement daughter. So Hernandez thinks that Phoenix needs to spend more time around a woman just to get that motherly touch. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. you hang around this creepy old guy too way too much. And she offers to look after her for a day. Norman is hesitant at first, but reluctantly agrees. So while Phoenix is away with Hernandez, a group of tough-looking bikers arrive at Norman's house, and we learn that Norman... Here we go, this is a stretch. And we learn that Norman originally worked with the bikers as a hired killer. This is before he was in the military, back before he went blind. Wow, our plots have just... They've diverged. There's a fork in the road. Yes. And he ended up betraying the gang, costing them several millions of dollars. The bikers have tracked down Norman, who's been in hiding for years because he appeared on the news eight years ago. They're like, that's him. He's alive. Sure. Now, the bikers want to get their money back, but Norman threatens them and forces them to leave his property. They're like, they will be back. Don't worry. So get out. Maybe produces a gun. Get out of my house. They're unarmed. So later, Phoenix returns home with Hernandez, and Hernandez offers to take Phoenix to stay with her over the weekend. She's like, we had a lot of fun together. I could take her for a whole weekend. We'd have a great time. We'll paint each other's nails. We'll stay up watching, like, rom-coms. Yeah, watching uh, girly movies. We'll have a real girly weekend. But Norman, now shaken by the bikers, feels that it's safer for Phoenix to stay at home. His house. Of course, we see all that in the trailer. So after a few hours, Hernandez leaves Norman's house in her gardening van. It's nighttime at this point, And she is ambushed and killed by the bikers just a few miles away from Norman's front door. Mm -hmm. The bikers steal her van and drive back to Norman's house with the plan to kidnap Phoenix and extort Norman for his money. (laughs) Hello, gardening, doing some late-minute pruning. Maybe they'll even have a scene where, like, Norman's just like, Hernandez, what are you doing back this late? (laughs) Wait, it's not Hernandez. No, he doesn't know. He doesn't know that This is an obscure reference, but it'll be like Baby's Day Out where they're all dressed as photographers. (laughs) (laughs) I hope so. The bikers break into the house and attempt to grab Phoenix, but Norman has sensed the bikers entering and quickly ushers her into a hiding place in their greenhouse. The bikers call out Norman and threaten to expose who he really is in front of his surrogate daughter. Norman leaps out of hiding to attack the bikers, but they easily overpower him and knock him out. So they they got him off guard. Because there's more of them than him. And they've surrounded him. While Norman is unconscious, the bikers kidnap Phoenix, who is dragged away kicking and screaming. The bikers burn down Norman's house with Molotov cocktails, but Norman manages to survive the blaze. So he sort of crawls away. Norman wakes up several hours later and swears revenge against the bikers. He grabs a machete and a few other knickknacks from Hernandez's van and sets out to track down the bikers with his trusty dog Shadow. Now, I'm not actually quite 100% sure how a blind person can track somebody down. They went this way. It's got to be the dog, right? So I'm just going to go with they told him where they'd be. Like, the, <laughs> If you want to give us our money back, we'll be at this old hotel down the road. So it's about money. Yeah, absolutely. So they're extorting him for money. I guess they know he's rich. It or, could just or think he's rich because yeah. you know, that money was stolen. Well, 
he got it back in that movie. She, the Rocky never got away with it at the end of the last. I movie. thought she did get away with it. No, money. she didn't. Huh? Well, maybe she did. I, I thought she did, but he never revealed that anything was robbed. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah. All right. So he doesn't have any money. Maybe but, they don't know that. But they don't know that, right? No. Because the story is is he's sitting on all this money, but he's never said that it was robbed from him. No, exactly. Because he said nothing. He right. didn't press any charges. You're right. There you go. So meanwhile, in the biker's hideout. Phoenix is taunted by the thugs, but she bravely tells them that her surrogate father will find her. My dad's going to kick your butt. Norman finds the bikers hiding out in a sleazy hotel that they own, and he stealths his way in using cans of bug spray as a smoke screen. Now, it's never going to be explained how he's able to breathe (laughs) in in a room filled with bug spray, but the movie is called Don't Breathe 2, so... Super military training. Yep, he can handle bug spray and poison. So Norman fights his way through a few biker thugs, but unfortunately, Shadow is killed during the scuffle. Poor doggy. Mm. Norman shuts off the power to the hotel and hides out in the basement. A group of four bikers enter the basement. If you've seen the trailer, you've seen this yes. bit, which has been flooded by the blind man. Norman can feel their steps through the waters. Little ripples lap up against <laughs> his hand and he's, he's like, that, that seems awesome. And he shoots three of the men, killing the fourth man with a hammer by throwing it at his head. <laughs> Meanwhile, Phoenix manages to escape from the biker leader, who is Raylan, and uses the skills she learned at the start of the movie from Norman to get away. Raylan manages to catch Norman off guard. He comes into the room, he's like, where are you, Phoenix? And he's just like, ha, I was hiding behind the door, gun butt to the face. And he beats him up and gets him dead to rights, as is common practice in all of our plots. He's got him dead to rights, he's got the shotgun in his face. We just love that Terminator moment, you know, where the good guy rises from being beaten to death. Yes, that's the best part in Terminator 2 or any Terminator movie, so we've got to see it in everything else to have that, like, victory cheer moment. But Norman is rescued at the last second, ding, by Phoenix, who rises from the ashes to kill Rayland, (laughs) shooting him in the head. So she comes out with the gun that she's stolen from somewhere and pops Rayland in the head. Phoenix and Norman are left to walk off into the sunrise and into a potential sequel that will never happen. And that is my plot. But I do have one more random prediction that will change the whole, well, your whole perspective of my plot so far. I think it'll be heavily implied that Norman started the fire, that orphaned Phoenix, which may lead to some third act conflicts in Ooh, the movie. So he did it to get a daughter. That's right. Because he felt, as we heard in that sort of official synopsis, that it was owed to him. Yeah. So he's not quite a good guy. No, maybe. He's never going to be a good guy. Right. So it might be a big final twist that we learned that he started the fire that orphaned her. That's very cut and dry, Kieran. It certainly is. Do you think it's- 85%? Here we come. Do you think it's 85% right? Yeah. (laughs) I'm just going to say yes for the sake of argument. All right. I'm excited to hear what you have. Well- Since apparently we have completely different plots. No, we have very similar, but there's a few differences worth mentioning. So my plot will open with a little girl who is running around a woodish Detroit area. (laughs) Okay. Woodish. Well, you know, I- I wanted to say bush, but, you know, it's overgrown. It's yeah, yeah. You know what I mean. We saw it in the first movie. She's being pursued by a dog. It's a different house, Shadow. by the way. Is it? I yeah. thought it was the same one. No, it's a completely different house. The original house didn't have a greenhouse. Oh, well. And I'm- this one's sort of like out in the wilderness, where the other one was in a suburb. Yeah, but it was an overgrown suburb, though. Yeah, but their houses next door. This one doesn't have houses, like, right next to it on either side. Oh, I thought it was still the same place. Nope, so you're already wrong. I'm still going to say it's in Detroit. Because I think fine. it's important. It could still be in Detroit. I'm not arguing that point. It's just not the well, same house from the first movie. In any case, she's running around like a... a wil- Not wilderness, but you know what I mean. The back streets. Not the back streets, but like in a bush-like area. Okay, fair enough. An anyway. overgrown sort of thicket. Yeah. She's uh, being pursued by a dog. We know that dog is Shadow. She reaches the car, just like in the Shadow trailer. Facts. Just like in your plot. Yep. She makes it to the gun where 
kind of seeing this the same as in your plot as like a, a jump scare early on. We think she's trying to escape. Escape, yep. And she is caught by Norman Normstrom. Normstorm. Nordstrom. Normstorm. Normstorm. <laughs> Normstorm. Shadow Storm. Norman Nordstorm. Nordstrom. What a it's not Storm, it's Strum. Oh, is it Strum? Yeah, Nordstrom. Norman Nordstrom. Well, I'm just going to call him Norman for the rest of this plot. That's fine. By the way, what a silly name. It's a what completely a normal name. name. It's a completely standard name. No, it isn't. <laughs> no one's called that. Yeah. Write to me if that's your name. <laughs> There's like a Norman out there. It's like, many dudes making fun of me. All right, so this what is- What you a- say about my name? <laughs> yeah, it's- Oh, I don't want to piss that guy off. Um, so this is a jump scare that turns out to be a test for the little girl. Mm-hmm. Where, and it was revealed that- You little- got an A+. Plus. <laughs> well, she failed the test. No. I've got the gun. Yes. How did I get the gun? Yes. I'm blind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the little girl is an orphan named Phoenix who lives with Norman, and she also gets along well with Shadow the dog. So, By the way, do you like that she was orphaned by a house fire and he called her Phoenix? That's pretty clever, that right? That is clever. There you go. That's where the metaphor comes from. Oh. Is that in the any notes that she came from a house fire? Mm, not really. Is that just your guess? I saw stuff that sort of suggested that, so oh, that's cool. why I extrapolated that point. Cool. Anyway, Phoenix gets picked up by a social worker, not a gardener. Okay. This is where I go a little bit different. Um, so so why is she driving around in a gardening van then? Is that just her hobby on the weekend? <laughs> I didn't see it was a gardening van. I tried to see the logo of it, but I... Well, there's gardening tools in the back, so that would just be my presumption that is a gardening so van. So that's not what I picked up. I that's just fine. Thought, that's fine. You know, so in my plot, she's a social worker because I'm assuming she doesn't live with Norman permanently. No, who would want to? Yep. Well, Phoenix, apparently. So the worker says that, you know, Phoenix really enjoyed herself and will be back. Oh, so she's like a coping sort of like therapy thing for Norman in your movie. Well, it's kind of like she lives in the orphanage with this social worker and then goes to stay with Norman sometimes. Okay, yeah. I'm not sure how it would work or if this actually happens in How did in this arrangement life. start? So can I just rent like a little girl to be my surrogate daughter? No, I think it's they're in the process of she's going to live with him forever. But oh, okay, it's, so it's he's in, in the process. process of adopting her. Yes, that's okay. right. That's right. So All she's right. still in between the orphanage and Norman. So, so. she's trialing her. <laughs> yes, essentially. Okay. Uh, Phoenix. Quite a try. Does he tell them like you know he makes me like run and get a gun and he <laughs> gets the dog to chase me around? <laughs> I'm excited to move in. <laughs> Well, that's the thing. Phoenix wants to stay, but she can't because of red tape. And we, as the audience, goes, boo. So, how long has this arrangement been going on for? This oh, not, trial, not too long, not too long. So, she's not like concerned at all about this whole like chasing her masquerade that's going on. Well, she th- thinks that's completely normal as an eleven-year-old girl. Phoenix, yeah, yeah, yeah. She thinks that's normal. <laughs> okay. I think red flags would be going up straight well, away. Not just bonded. red tape, but red flags. They've bonded, you know, they, right. they really get along. And so through this life and death perilous two, circumstance. They're two peas in a pod, these two. Okay, so. she's just really into like life yeah. and death scenarios. Absolutely. Fair enough. Well, he's, t- he's teaching her life skills. So as far as she's concerned, it's almost That's like- It's fun, it's a game. It's being in the scouts almost. Okay. Or well, the girl guys. Cool, I like it. I'm going to go with it. So on the way back, Phoenix and the social worker are driving back home to the orphanage or wherever yep. they're from, but there's a car that's parked in front of them. This mm-hmm. turns out to be a distraction and the social worker is killed by being strangled. Yep, she dies in your plot too. Phoenix manages to escape and runs straight to Norman. Okay, so, so she runs be, back down the road, the 30 be, meters or however far they yep, got. There'll be a little bit of suspense there. So Norman hides her in his house. Shadow detects something outside. So Norman puts on his jacket and goes to leave to investigate. Mm-hmm. The intruder enters the house, uh, tells Phoenix that- So there's just one intruder? Yeah. Okay. There's just one guy that's going to go through the house. There are other people there. But they don't come into the house at no, all? No, just okay. one guy, because he's going to try to steal Phoenix. But oh. Norman smashes through the window and takes the guy out, as we see in the yes. trailer. <laughs> 
So Norman takes uh, Phoenix to his underground basement, his catacombs. Uh, it oh, wasn't no. a greenhouse He's raped in. <laughs> no. Uh, it's kind of like, you know, because he had this in the first movie. He had like an underground area. So Yeah, he had a rape den. Well, it's not a rape den in this movie. Oh, good. He's, he's a nicer Norman in this one. It's like, there's a little play center for the child down there. Like well, it's an all, entertainment system. It's Xbox. like a bunker for him. Okay. Like, I love bunker. Like Rambo. Like Rambo. Okay. This guy's like Rambo Kieran's. Right. <laughs> Get your head out of that. Uh, well, t- I'm not suggesting that, you know, he's doing anything inappropriate. I'm just saying I'm, he was there in the first movie. He's past, just saying it's the same house. He's past the rape dungeon. Okay. He's past the turkey-based semen stuff. He's a different man. He has a child now. Turkey-based a mouthwash. Yeah. <laughs> Gargling. No, oh, stop. Uh, he tells her to be silent. Phoenix, that is. Shush. Phoenix has never been in this area before, so she's just, like, really surprised. At- What's with all the mattresses? Yes, yeah, this area exists. And the killer surrounds... What's in that little bar fridge? <laughs> she's like, I don't know. It's my man cave. Um, <laughs> I just realized that you that the bar fridge was... Yes. Yep. Also, he had to fill all those canisters. Anyway, I don't even want to think about it. <laughs> <laughs> And how does he know he's... Oh, never mind. I guess I he's don't been wanna, by I himself don't for know. a while. Anyway, the killers surround the house, or the bad guys surround the house, and announce to Phoenix that Norman is not what he seems. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm actually keen to know what your interpretation of this is. They invade, they beat up Norman, and set the house on fire. Oh, so now they come into the house Phoenix. today. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It'll be it'll be played out a lot longer than before, and similar to you, he'll be outnumbered and just. Oh, I just up. had a thought. What if the parents of Phoenix were related to this biker gang in some way? This is going back to my plot. Mm. Maybe he burnt down like the a, a member of the biker gang who had a young daughter. Maybe he felt like the daughter was being like the baby daughter was being mistreated in some way by the bikers, and so he burnt down their house and then like took the daughter under his wing. And that's sort of like the for someone who's eighty five percent confident. You seem to be adding a lot. I'm of just throwing out that idea just Maybe. in case that happens because it just comes to well, me now. And then they come for revenge for him burning down the other biker's house. So that's why they burned down his house. Yeah, that's an interesting theory. I only just thought of it just now. It's not what I think. No, of and course I will not. tell you what I think. I think that, and I'm not too sure how this will be revealed. It might be through the course of the movie. But the mm-hmm. goons were hired by the rich parents. Of the girl okay. who died in the first movie. Right. Okay. So somehow they've guessed that Norman- So the girl that he kidnapped, who was yes. the drunk driver who killed his daughter, yes. she had rich parents because yes. they got her off in the trial. And yes. so she- they've hired sort of like this gang to mm-hmm. get revenge on Norman yes. for essentially like raping- Well, think about this. These are these- I'm we- not a rapist. These are these wealthy parents, right? Their daughter just disappears. Yeah, and so they just aren't they going to be doing something about that? Well, they don't know that he kidnapped her. No, but it kind of you would assume, and I think that's what they're going to do. They're going to assume he had something to do with it, so they can't go to the law, right? Because there's no evidence to prove that he has any involvement. So what are they going to do? They've got a lot of money. They're going to hire people to kill him. Fair enough. Or interesting theory to find his daughter. Uh Aha! It gets out of control. I like it. So these guys, uh, these guys are hired. They're not great people. The people they hire, but they come in. They steal the daughter because they figure a. Well, they got the rapist from Welcome to the Dollhouse, so yeah, and they can't be great people. And they're just like they're like, oh, maybe we can save this little girl from this monster. Maybe they're thinking, oh, we'll take her as collateral. Maybe they're thinking this might be the little girl that's related to the parents, even though that's a dumb thing to think because obviously she's a lot older than that. Yes. But- so that's what that's their whole MO. That's why this whole thing happened. It's tied into the first movie. Okay. So the next part of this movie will be a vendetta. Where Norman will stock up. Now, I didn't see mm-hmm. him pulling out gardening things. I just assume he had, well, like... Well, he just got a machete out of the back of the gardening van. Yeah. You know, for when uh, Rodriguez, or whatever her <laughs> name is, uh, Hernandez, is, like, chopping down his, like, meter-high grass. 
Wading through it like it's a jungle. You know, might, they might have machetes for social workers. Who knows? No, no, no. <laughs> Good point. In for my, the really bad kids. In my plot, it's his. He has all this gear. All right, it's know, his in, stuff. In a van. Maybe somewhere. he works as a gardener. Yeah, in a car. He's so. a terrible gardener. <laughs> he he pulls out all this stuff, so he stocks up. So the bad guys will run into a factory to kind of a factory. Yeah, a factory like a, with hotel written on the front. Yeah, <laughs> used to say hotel. Yes, it does. <laughs> no, I didn't pick that up. Look like a factory to me, so that's what I'm going to say. It's it's no, whatever it enough. is. It's a rundown building that yeah. doesn't get used anymore. Could be a hotel, could be a factory, whatever. No, it's a factory in your plot. All right, I heard then, you all say right, it. All right, all right. So they're kind of just hiding out there. So Phoenix will warn them that Norman will come for them. Mm-hmm. Norman will enter. He'll take out the lights and he'll kill and hunt all the bad guys in creative ways. Yep, such as. We'll get to it. Okay. The dog will be brutally executed by oh, the bad no. guys. He doesn't cut a break in either of our plots. So we hate the bad guys even more. There we go. John Wick style. I was going to say. He'll also use his surroundings to detect them. For example, there'll be a scene where he floods yep. the basement and uses yep. water to detect them. In a scene that they love so much, they showed it in the trailer twice. <laughs> uh, he will use gas to kind of flush them out, do all those kind of things. Yeah, there's a scene where he fires off gas. I don't know how to work it in, but it'll be there. That's the bug spray. Oh, is that what yeah. that is? From my plot anyway. It didn't seem like bug spray to me, so... Yeah, except it was coming from cans that said insect repellent. <laughs> Whatever. It's not going to matter too much. No. Uh, the leader will use loud noise like loud machines. Like clapping and going... Ah! <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, machinery. Like well, it might, machinery. It's a factory, It's a factory, right? yeah, it makes sense. To make Norman vulnerable, he'll beat him near to death. Phoenix will try to run and hide from the last guy, so it'll be down by... The, the leader of the group yep. will be the last one there. Is Raylan the leader of the group yeah. of yours too? Okay. Yeah, he'll be the leader. She manages to run and grab a gun or grab a gun near a body yep. near a car. Just like in my plot. Shadowing the start That's of the movie. That's the only movie. thing she knows how to do is just run and get guns well, from cars. I mean, if he's teaching her this, then yeah, it's got to happen. Yeah, so of course. Picture this. Norman's been beaten up. The loud yep. noises have affected him. He's weakened. He's, going, oh! he's near to death. We think, oh, he's not going to make it. Yep. Raylan goes for Phoenix. Phoenix runs away. There's a chase. She runs to a car where there's a body that has a gun on it that died earlier. Okay, yep. Pulls out the gun, but she manages to shoot Raylan, kills him. Yep. Learns her lesson from the start of the movie. Yes. So she manages to do it just in the nick of time, just before he reaches By the skin her. of her teeth. And it'll be like a headshot. It'll be like, yep. he'll be just there. I said the same thing in mine. Blood splat everywhere, you know. Uh, she'll embrace Norman and help him, like help Daddy. him to his feet, showing him that she's going to care for him the same way he cared for her and indicating that there'll be a father-daughter relationship for the rest of time, time I yeah. guess. Until she's until, run over by a drunk driver. Yeah, until whatever happens, happens. Uh, Norman will express to Phoenix that she is his second chance and mm. that he does not want to be the monster that he has been before. Oh, a little walk, bit of pathos here. They're going to walk off pathos. into the sunset. <laughs> but it's night time, so wouldn't it be the sunrise? Sunrise. They're going to walk off. We, it's going to be very ambiguous of what's going to happen, but we yep. get the idea that hopefully they can I said the same thing have a relationship. Now, I also have a few additional predictions. There we go. I'm excited. Let's hear them. Prediction number one, Norman will talk more in this movie. Yep. He already does in the trailer. I agree with that. Prediction number two, all of the bad guys will have names, but none of them will be distinguishable except maybe the leader. Well, we've got Jim Bob, we've got Raylan, we've got Jared, and we've got Duke. The movie will try to give these guys personalities in quotation marks, but they will not really have any real personalities other than being fodder for death. So they're not bikers in yours? Nah, they're just I just presume they were bikers. I don't know if that's the case. That was just my presumption. (laughs) 
Prediction number three, this movie will open itself up to a sequel that will not happen. Yes. I'm so glad we both said that. This will not be because the movie will be bad. I just don't think anyone is really asking for another version of this No, type of movie. and there's nowhere they can go with it. Are they going to do the same shit again? Is he going to become like a Rambo-esque figure where he goes out and like <laughs> saves the day? Like, Does he become a blind superhero? Maybe. Maybe. Uh, prediction number four, Norman will appear dumber in this movie, being tricked. Or signalling to his whereabouts. Like he's just tripping over shit like Mr. Magoo. Well, not that bad, but we're going to be like, is this the same guy from the last movie? Because he's going to, you know, be loud or he's going to be tricked. He's going to be lured places. They just keep sticking sticks out to trip him (laughs) over when he's coming down the stairs. Poor guy. My last prediction is the cinematography will be great. Shots will be shown from Norman's perspective. You know that this movie is actually being directed by the writer, the co-writer of the previous movie, oh. as a first-time directing oh, project. Oh, easy first time. Yep. Well, there you go. I still think it's going to be good because that's what we saw in the first movie. But fingers crossed. We're going to see a lot of action, sort of in the background. So you know that scene in the end of the movie where we kind of see it in Norman's perspective, where. We're not seeing- Now you see what I see. Well, you know how the girl was hitting him with a crowbar and we couldn't really see where she was because we're focused in on in the first movie yes, in that's Norman's right. perspective? Yeah. It's going to be a lot of that. Yes, fingers crossed. And that is, by and by, my prediction of the movie. Well I'm done. surprised neither of us thought Norman would die. Mm. Which I, I did, think I did toss with the idea, but I think they're going to try and set it up for a sequel. I think they're going to set it up for a sequel. If there is a sequel, he will, franchise. he will die in the sequel, but otherwise yeah. it's going to set it up for that. I hope that he does a, like a Mr. Magoo style movie. That would be the best. A comedy? Yes. Yeah, exactly. Like a, a blind man comedy, as insensitive as that is. So we pretty much got the same movie. I mean, more or less. Details are different. Places yeah. are different, but that's pretty much it. So yeah. I'll be very does surprised if mean- it's not that. Does that mean that the movie is as cut and dry as the trailer is leading us to believe? Well, they've promised they've promised us that we will not see it coming. We'll not see where the plot's going. So, oh, fingers crossed, we don't. Fingers crossed, it's different to what we're predicting. Maybe it'll lead us down this rabbit hole and then twist, and then all of a sudden, yep, Norman just kills Phoenix. Yeah. Boom. And we're like, oh shit, <laughs> they made a mistake letting him adopt her. <laughs> no, I hope that doesn't happen. That'd be awful. No yeah. one would like the movie. Oh well, let's see who gets closest. So, do you, the dear listener, have any theories of what you think is going to happen in Don't Breathe 2? You better hurry because the movie is coming out in about six days from the release of this episode. So, we don't have to wonder too long how close we're going to be to the actual movie. But if you have any theories in the meantime, please let us know. Do you think they're going to let Norman survive and go off into his own franchise? Or do you think he's going to die? Do you think the dog's going to die? Do you think Phoenix is going to die? Who else is going to die in this movie? <laughs> a lot of people. Tell us your thoughts of the first movie. Tell us if you loved yeah. it. Tell us if you hated it. I want to know. We both seem to like the movie, so I want to know if there's anyone out there who thought it was awful. People were calling it one of the best horror movies for decades, so does it live up to that acclaim? Now, before we wrap it up for another week, let's talk about what we're going to be discussing next week. Let's. It's finally time. We're going back to the Will Smith well. Oh, dear. Something we visit a lot on this show, and we're going to be doing an actual spoilers episode where we go back and explore how well we did predicting the plot of the third Bad Boys movie, Bad Boys for Life. <laughs> yes. Are you excited for this one, Matty? No, Dave? I've avoided this. I've avoided really? this movie. Yeah. I tell you what, I've seen Bad Boys for Life, and I'm just going to spoil something a little bit here. Mm-hmm. I've actually dropped a few hints about the movie through previous episodes on this show, but I think is far and away the best Bad Boys Ooh. movie that has ever been made. Well, okay, well, maybe it'll be worth watching it'll be a joy to watch perhaps don't get too excited (laughs) okay i won't so join us next week for bad boys for life and until then hold your breath and don't step on any floorboards
Hey, Rocky! 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 Rocky, it's over! 